you know, Frosty the Snowman, it's truly the most quintessential Christmas song. It introduces a beloved figure who invites the children to come to him, gets into an altercation with state authorities. Right, the hollering stop. And then he dies, but promises to be back again one day. Frosty is a Christ figure. Hi, I'm Juliet. And I'm Catherine. And we're I'll Be Pod for Castmas, a seasonal podcast where we overanalyze Christmas pop songs and movies and put them into conversation with some unlikely pieces of literature. Don't be a Grinch! Join us on I'll Be Pod for Castmas on the Moonshot Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Martin. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I fail to solve an ARG, and Martin tells me what I should have done instead. Yes, and this week uh, we are going to talk about some uh, some weird corporate marketing. Uh, yeah, you messaged me out of the blue and said, hey, I want to cover uh, two ARGs today, which is already a weird thing. Um, and then you said that they are about the... X Games and PlayStation Home. Yep. Two <laughs> two very different uh uh consumer goods and two things both of which I'm just like, what do you mean this had an arc? Uh yeah, I had the same reaction. I was uh I was kind of looking around for more stuff to like add to the list of things that I wanted to cover this year, and I found these two and I was like Oh, neither of these could probably fit a full episode, but I do want to talk about them because they sound crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, very excited for getting into two very different ARGs, I guess. Um, This is one of those times where I don't know anything going into an ARG, and then someone asks us a question that, like, shakes me a little bit. (laughs) Um, We got a question that came in. This one's from Ashlinsky that says... Would you rather see a weird or extremely scary viral marketing scheme? I I mean we're about to talk about both. I think extremely scary is is funnier depending on what it's for. <laughs> yeah, the the extremely scary X Games ARGs got a real ring to it. I'm I'm shooting in the dark flipping a coin. Mm-hmm. Um I I I think that my answer to this question is extremely scary uh because even though i wouldn't i wouldn't participate in that i would rather see it happen because i feel like um not to be too much of a grognard but i feel like a lot of corporate advertising has already been in the like we can do weird in our commercials yeah um i feel like that's a space that has been pretty conquered by how do we how do we communicate to millennials (laughs) they like it when things are weird I think that that's really worn out its welcome. So um, scary is like actually like a vision and something like that they're actually digging into. So I would rather that than just uh, weird and random. Uh, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, ideally, neither. I want to see ads say we're moving into Mecca territories or i'm making a tactics game to advertise gillette razors that's that's what i want (laughs) 
But if these are my options, I'll take horror any day. Yeah. Yeah, I I I love I mean I've talked about this on uh on here before, but like I love the kind of stuff that came out of the era of like our of like major companies like seeing that like viral marketing and args were like a thing that you could do and just sort of like starting to throw shit at the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um these these are both I I feel sort of like from that era because the the PlayStation one is from two thousand nine and uh, the X Games one is from two thousand eight. Okay, yeah, good good years for for arguing. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> we've also got a question that came in. Uh, this one's from our our good friend uh, Riley, uh, who says. Do you remember PlayStation Home? Uh, no. Uh, do you think anything will supplant Second Life or VR Chat as the quote "What if you could walk around online" end quote game? I don't think anything will. Yeah. I'm no expert. I know that like Facebook has lost bajillions of dollars trying to make their version of this. And it's failed. Uh, <laughs> so I think there are so many attempts to go into the newest state of those through things like Decentraland, um, all of which pulled support of VR like as quickly as they could when they realized like, oh, there's a lot more that goes into developing VR than does into developing just a general video game thing. Yeah. Um, and I think actually, you know, one of my I'll give a recommendation early. I would check out um, Dan Olson, uh, Foldable Human, has a really good uh, uh, video essay about the present and future of mul- uh, not multiverse of metaverse content uh, called Decentraland is a dead mall. Um, or something along those lines. The future is a dead mall. Something, something into that effect. Um, it's really good. I think it's a a great video essay that I would check out about it. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember PlayStation Home at all because I have never owned a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I'm very excited for the uh, the new Neopets mobile game where they're gonna let you walk around to Neopets. Yeah, Neopets just got like rebought by its original creators or something like that. So no, it's like a bunch of people who worked for uh like one of Jumpstart's parent companies plus like some other people. They did like a weird buyout situation where like Neopets is now operating as its own company and like doesn't exist under any like other game company and they already have corporate investors and apparently this is like the first time in 10 years that neopets hasn't been operating at a loss okay um well good for them yeah i i'm I'm cautiously excited to see where they take it i know they sort of said like the first things that they they're trying to do is like make the website actually functional and like deal with the stuff that got broken when Flash went down, so I, I have I have hopes for that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Power to him. Good luck. Yeah. Uh. Well. Uh. Also, I think that there isn't really a future in VR technology because yeah, no one likes it. Like 
a bunch of a bunch of obsessive weirdos like Riley like it, but there's no mainstream push for VR. And I and I think the fact that it's still kind of like prohibitively expensive is a big part of that as well. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't imagine it getting. I can get. It, I can imagine it getting to a state where like you can get a headset a headset kind of cheap in the same way that like mobile games apps and phones took off mm-hmm. because they've become essential i don't see vr ever becoming essential when like everything that can be done with vr communications is something you can already replicate fairly well through just like voice chat and video chat yeah but i'm not an expert in 50 years when you're listening to this in the metaverse uh feel free to call me an idiot <laughs> Oh, Andrew, are you ready to go X Games mode? I'm ready to get extreme. Oh, uh, Marn, I wanted to... I, I had a question that I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. Um, this is... My question is, uh, if you were forced to participate at the X Games, uh, which export do you think you could do while breaking yourself the least? Uh, winter or summer? I'm going to say summer, because I think that winter is softer interesting uh i feel like landing on snow is gonna be safer than landing that's, on concrete yeah, any true. day hold on i'm frantically googling x game sports <laughs> there's gonna be uh, something weird like extreme badminton that i didn't know exists that is gonna be an easy take here but yeah did you know they have esports at the x games now <laughs> oh that's a new thing but they're like yeah, do do you know about the uh, <laughs> the esports section of the X Games? I'm learning about it from Wikipedia right now. <laughs> they are. Oh, this is a different thing. They're doing Call of Duty, Rocket League, and Counter Strike. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe it's the the the. I almost said the actual Olympics, which I'm sure that our big X X Games f- fans listening contingent <laughs> is going to be very upset by. Um, but like the Olympics, Olympics is like we're finally going to allow esports in. Uh, but what they mean by that is like this archery video game, this sprinting video game. Like That's it is all wild. only only video games that are about Olympic sports. That's crazy. Um, okay, so I can't ride a bike, so a lot of these are immediately out for me. You can't uh, ride a bike? No, I never learned. I also can't skateboard. <laughs> so a lot of these are immediately out. Uh, looking at past summer, I think... I think I could do street luge. <laughs> I think that would be super fun, actually, looking at it. Uh, current winter has an, a skiing event called Knucklehuck, and I want to know what that is. Huh. Yeah, I think, uh, I, could, I think I could do street luge. I think I'd be okay at it. Okay. Some of these are just, yeah, BMX Big Air. I know. I think the last thing I need is to try and get as high off the ground as possible on a, <laughs> on a dirt bike. <laughs> I think you might be right. I think it might be street luge. I think also uh, rally and off-road truck, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do one of these winter events: super modified snow shovel racing. Holy shit! I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna modify the shit out of my snow shovel. I'm kind it's gonna of be into- super modified. I'm kind of into stadium super trucks, which it looks like just nascar but it's all trucks okay i think i could do well at that 
Also, I've just learned that sky surfing was an X game, which is, uh, according to Wikipedia, a type of skydiving and extreme sport in which the skydiver the skydiver wears a custom sky surf board attached to the feet and performs surfing style acrobatics during free fall, which sounds horrifying. <laughs> All right, you know what? I can't find... I don't know what this actually is uh, because searching for this is a nightmare. Um, But under the current summer events, there is a segment called Real Video Series. uh, And one of the events is called Real Women. And I... I, You know what? I think that I'm going to enter the Real Women event. Real Women? Not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm pretty good at Real Women. Ladies, I I am kind of enchanted by Street Luge. It's just like they took the winter sport of luging and they were like, you know what? We're going to do this on a paved road instead. <laughs> <laughs> Lying down on a skateboard. Yeah, if you crash, we want to make sure that you get as many square inches of your body <laughs> touching concrete as possible. <laughs> We don't want you to get Rugburn. We want you to be Rugburn. God. I mean, you wear, like, the full body suit still, so at least you have that going for you. (laughs) All right. Well, now that that you've turned into a giant puddle of uh, ground beef, and my my DMs are just full of women getting at me, uh, what do you say we get into the X Games ARG? Yeah, so uh, the X Games ARG was called Buttermilk is Alive. Um, I don't know how familiar you okay. are with with the X Games, but the the like the Not- place that they do it is called Buttermilk Mountain. Okay, I had no idea for that. I, I also didn't know that until I was looking this up. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is very, uh, very obsessive about the Olympics, like the, mm-hmm. the Olympics Olympics. Uh, we have never watched a an X Games event. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever watched them. I like was aware that they were happening when I was like a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, yeah. Um, Back when Tony Hawk was big. Yeah, yeah, Tony yeah, Hawk yeah. was big when we were kids. And so it was like, wow, Tony Hawk's really cool. And then they've never had another like celebrity since then. So I think yeah, it fell off my much. radar. So yeah, this was uh, this is for the 2008 uh, Winter X Games. And... Apparently, the trailhead for this was they literally ran ads on, like, sports networks. Okay. Um, and it was an ad that just was, like, a black background with, like, a white alert sign and a voiceover that said, Winter X Games 12 will take place despite rumors circulating online. Please visit winterxrumoralert.com for more information. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I I love a and a trailhead that's just we assure you we're not owned. Yeah. Um so I so some of the sites that they they made for this arg are still up because uh a couple of them were hosted just like on WordPress as blogs. Uh some of them don't exist anymore. It's really hard to find information about this. Um it exists on like the the Wonder Weasels uh, site that has a bunch of like ARG walkthroughs and like a couple other places. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how it ended. 
Um, okay. Well, actually, actually, yes, I do. I uh, one of the blogs comes to an end in the funniest way possible. Actually, <laughs> we'll get into it. My so, money is it ends with the X Games happen. So I'm curious. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, it does end with the X Games happening. You're right. <laughs> so WinterXRumorAlert.com uh, no longer exists, but if you went there uh, in 2008. It had a list of, like, debunked rumors about the X Games, uh, and it read, Rumor, Winter X Games 12 have been cancelled due to disturbances in the Aspen area. Fact, the Winter X Games 12 are happening as planned January 24th through 27th and will be televised on ESPN and ABC. Rumor, two Prydoth Terrain Master bulldozers have disappeared from the mountain where the Winter X Games are happening. As a result, the games will not go on as planned. Fact, the Terrain Masters were not in the possession of ESPN when they were reported missing. All of the Terrain Masters that ESPN will use to create courses for the games are expected to be present as planned. As stated above, the Winter X Games are happening as planned. (laughs) (laughs) Rumor, Chris Barant has pulled out of competition at the Winter X Games 12 because of strange occurrences on the mountain. Fact. Chris Barrett is competing as planned. He states this clearly on his website. Rumor. Buttermilk Buttermilk Mountain is fraught with geological anomalies, unnatural tectonic movement, and inexplicable seismological tremors, as described on Dr. Jim Vale's site, buttermilkisalive.com. Fact. We do not recognize Dr. Vale's scientific studies of the mountain as verifiable fact. (laughs) <laughs> Rumor, Buttermilk Mountain has been the location of numerous UFO and Sasquatch sightings over the past century. Fact, ESPN has an agreement with Aspen and Snowmass to host the Winter X Games through 2010. Part of that agreement warrants full disclosure of any abnormal mountain activity. To this date, we have received no reports of the aforementioned sightings, nor disappearances filed as UFO abductions or yeti crimes against humans and wildlife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, incredible. What a kickoff. Uh, there was also uh, sinkhole uh, rumor: sinkholes of unknown origin or caused by pressure buildups in abandoned mines have appeared across Buttermilk Mountain, as evidenced by videos like this and this appearing online. Uh, and it linked to uh, home videos that you that no longer exist on YouTube of people like skiing and sledding on uh on buttermilk mountain and you can see like a hole in the ground open up and like swallow people in both of the videos (laughs) incredible (laughs) these extreme games are even getting even more extreme this year yeah um and so they were they were kind of like setting up this like false narrative that like oh a bunch of athletes are like pulling out of the x games and there's like mysterious disappearances and also the mountain is literally eating people (laughs) um it also linked out to a couple other websites uh it linked out to uh, a blog entry by chris morant who is a real professional uh snowmobiler apparently um, and, uh, he had a blog entry saying that he got a call from this Dr. Jim Vale, uh, about the Winter X Games, um, 
he he was like, yeah, I, I, I like met this weird guy, Jim, when he was like hiking around in the mountains. And like he said, he'd lived up in Aspen his whole life. Uh, and he called me and told me there were like weird things happening on the mountain this year. Uh, and he started this website, buttermilkisalive.com, to warn the athletes of the crazy things that have been going on. Okay, a good Samaritan. Yeah. Uh, there is also a link to a uh, a YouTube video of a Russian newscast. Uh, oh, this one still exists. Ooh. Uh, about the Winter X Games. All right. Prominent skaters have been practicing and returning, refusing to compete. They claim to have witnessed... Hold on. They claim to have witnessed acts of negative aggression uh, by the mountain, including sinkhole openings and unnatural tremors. This doesn't sound like what happened at some other mountain, does it? Just remember to close your eyes if you don't want your soul stolen? <laughs> yeah, the, the other mountain that he mentions is apparently, like, the highest... Uh mountain in norway and scandinavia okay and, yeah and, and they're like wow like this weird sinkhole business sounds like what happened at that mountain probably <laughs> nothing though <laughs> <laughs> uh buttermilk is alive is is, is a jim vale's website uh he is a geologist from the university of colorado um, and who is, like, attempting to, uh, get to the bottom of, like, the mysteries of Buttermilk Mountain and, uh, has been studying it for 25 years. Uh, it says that it's being exploited for its commercial value and urban myth status. Okay. Uh, and he has, like, entries about, like, observing the mountain that go back to 1993 on this website. Uh, okay. And they're they're uh, transcribed from his logbook, which he carries with him always. <laughs> uh, and he, there's one from 1994 called Buttermilk and the Alleged Curse, uh, where he says that uh, the mountain has a lot of nicknames uh, in folklore, including being called the Great Mouth. Okay. Uh, and he notes that like there are weird patches of the mountain that like sparkle under the sunlight uh that are like weirdly melted uh rock and it shouldn't be warm enough to melt the rock and like turn it to crystal which is odd huh. yeah. yeah a little bit yeah a little bit uh <laughs> <laughs> There's one from uh, February 2001 that says that is titled Fake Explanations Have Got Me Revved Up Again. <laughs> <laughs> Getting revved up for the X Games. <laughs> uh, and it says New news a band of pseudoscientists and conspiracy theorists have suggested that snow waves, freakishly large waves of wind and debris, are very rare but do occur at Buttermilk. So I spent the past two weeks in the field. After measuring wind speeds with a 40 degree temperature and 40% humidity sway in some areas, I can fully discredit their measurement. The angle of the mountain is too steep. This, their <laughs> snow waves would crumple on themselves by their own weight. Nice try, myth makers. <laughs> 
Oh man, he uh he he talks about um in order to evolve, we must ask ourselves why. If we don't ask ourselves why, we will not evolve. There have been over a dozen unresolved disappearances of Buttermilk Mountain, and I want to know why. <laughs> uh, I love that they just made an ARG about like, what if a mountain, like, what if a fucked up mountain ate you? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. What if a fucked up mountain ate you and it was the mountain that they use for the X Games? <laughs> also, people people compete in real women on this mountain. Yeah, he talks about like his his compass starts like spinning and he thinks that it's like electromagnetic distortion. Uh he's frustrated with uh no like his findings not getting any exposure and wonders why uh buttermilk hasn't gotten the same level of celebrity as uh as the bermuda triangle <laughs> and also it's i wonder how much um not that like not that i'm saying like i wonder how much this is based off of real life but i do wonder like um if like X Games staff has any like urban legends where they're just like, oh yeah, there's a spot over on the mountain that's like a little fucked up that like, hey, don't go over there. We'd have to deal with a problem there every year or something like that. That mm-hmm. morphs into this mountain eats people and spits out skis. Like, I don't know. I think I think this is a really fun way of humanizing the area that you're that you're working from. Yeah, it's good. And he had like a like a timeline of the mountain on the site that was like I, I think probably partially real and partially fictional where it was like telling about like um like the the mines that used to be on uh like on the mountain and like how it was a trade route in like the 1800s um and it talks about like the alleged curse and he's like yeah like the the original like supposedly like a curse was placed on it by like the original like indigenous people who live there but there's no historical record and like that's probably just like a weird fear mongering that people did in in like the 1800s um it's very cool yeah i like this yeah, he talks about in uh, in the 1940s there was like a mountain like a a division of mountain soldiers stationed there and they like journaled about how uh the like the station felt really wrong and like all of the animals were afraid and there were like sinkholes uh and they thought that there was a curse on it. <laughs> um and talks about some of the disappearances. Um, a couple, uh, a couple people disappeared into unexplained uh, sinkholes. There was like a teen who faked his own disappearance there <laughs> in order to like draw attention to the fact that people were disappearing there. Okay. Uh, in 2002, uh, six college students without event entry tickets uh, to the X Games. Uh, turned themselves in for sneaking onto the mountain, claiming that the ground was moving like it was alive. Okay. Uh, 2004, the Colorado Wildlife Conservation Association warns that there is a drastic decrease in wildlife population in the habitat surrounding buttermilk. Uh, And that links out to an apparently real report. (laughs) Hmm. Wild. 
there was also a forum, which was technically just a, a WordPress blog with uh, <laughs> with moderated comments. Uh, the first blog entry is called Migration, and in all caps it says, I apologize, but all posts predating the migration on December 1st will not be immediately available. Any members in need of a particular post with a date should email me directly. I have a printout archive of all postings since the forum's inception and would be happy to track it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I, it is so smart to just say like, hey, there's a weird back end error, but like we're set up again and good to go. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have the old air, the old site available, but here we go. We're back to normal. It's so smart. Yeah, um, Jim reminds me a lot of our 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 NPC Bowtie Nebula. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I used to have a website. This whole thing's been working great. <laughs> this is very. There's a corporate event that goes on that no one except me believes that is actually sinister. That uh-huh. really does kind of tie back to exactly. Boy, we sure we're behind our time, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just want to read you a couple of his blog entries. Um, This morning I witnessed an amazing sunrise on the mountain, which inspired me for the day. There were more people out earlier than before. I am hopeful that as a counterbalance to all the noise and activity, more kids will come out on the mountain on their own and breathe in the air and have a private experience on buttermilk. (laughs) Sure hope none of these kids like to skateboard. (laughs) I want to remind new readers that the Critics and Skeptics page is for structured debate about buttermilk, and opinions which I consider to be inconsiderate or spiteful will not get posted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, He posted one on... uh, He posted a blog entry on January 3rd uh, entitled, When the Forum Gets Rowdy. Uh, <laughs> I get attached. I get attachments like this, along with absurd emails like the one below. Uh, and had a copy of an email that said, "Subject: Your blog is evil. You allow your readers to attack me and mock my journal." <laughs> Mods, <laughs> crazy, Mods? S- crazy, stupid. Butter Jim wants to feel your wrath, but maybe let him be. He is inexperienced. I am not the average commenter. I am a beacon of truth in the chaos. There's every moment of every particle of every last wannabe believer out there. The mountain spoke since 84. I am real. <laughs> I am RS73 truth seer. You are Butter Jim deceived. Butter Jim, you are lost. You are a loop of yourself. Buttermilk is not science. It is the fourth pillar and a foundation of energy and ecstasy. There is no science to pure energy, Crazy Jim. Buttermilk is alive forever. Um, all, half of this is written in Leet speak, by the way, just to, just to flavor that a little bit. Uh, the spirit of 2009 <laughs> it, is alive. And it has a little ASCII art of a snowboarder. Oh, hell <laughs> yes. Bottom. Um, and 
Jim said, I think this buttermilk zealot is referring to a harsh comment made by Nick on December 23rd. Here in the forum, why don't we spare ourselves from postings like this by keeping the comments non-personal and constructive? A part of me is exceedingly irritated by misguided myth-makers like this, and part of me feels like this young man is a rare breed, one sandwich shy of a picnic. How long must it have taken him to make that skier? And he has the nerve to call me crazy. <laughs> oh man um and this was from uh see the truth at rustytruth.com um <laughs> oh yeah before we get there uh apparently there was a weird situation where uh all all of the websites associated with this ARG were contaminated with a like a, a virus and they were just like actively giving people a virus. Oh shit, like a like a real ass virus? Yeah, like a real ass computer virus. Ooh. Yeah. Do they say which one? Um no, I don't think so. Um, but they had to basically, like, in character, put up a blog post, like, Hey, um, you should go to this website about, like, how to deal with computer viruses. Um, and, like, here's how to view these pages safely. Um, <laughs> and, and the third step on here is, Step away from the machine and go observe the phenomena in the vast, inspiring world we live in. Start here. Damn. <laughs> it has coordinates. Damn. Uh, ARG really told you to touch grass. Yeah. So there were uh, there were two websites that that got linked to on uh, on Doctor Jim's blog uh, in the comments. There was, uh, there was Rusty Truth and also, uh, Zeke the Believer, who had a website <laughs> called I Am the Gooch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and the Gooch was a snowboarder who hung out on Buttermilk Mountain and posted pictures of Buttermilk. <laughs> I am the Gooch. I am the Gooch. Oh God! Oh man, I don't think his website. Yeah, no, his website doesn't still exist. Um, and he talked about how he had like a bunch of buddies who went skateboarding with him, like Kyle, Brandon, and Danny. Kyle, Brandon, and Danny are perfect <laughs> snowboarder names. He also had a MySpace page, which no longer exists. Um, Rusty, the Rusty Truth website was um. A lot of, like, rambling about buttermilk and, like, blinky gifs and delete speak, talking about how, like, Rusty the Webmaster was a truth seer who could, like, see the four pillars of the unexplainable and bring them from the tapestry of time into his art. <laughs> Oh, and uh, and how he could capture the energy of love and manifest it back into the universe through his art. And uh, three of the manifestations of of this energy were uh, the Berenger meteor 
media crater, the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, and Buttermilk Mountain. Uh, and he had like a bunch of like diagrams that he'd drawn of like the energy field of Buttermilk <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> the energy oh. fields of Buttermilk Mountain does sound yeah. like a novel you'd be writing. Twenty twenty three. Uh also apparently if you if you Google search just uh Buttermilk is alive, you could find uh the Flickr page of a uh Benjamin Beale, who is also mentioned on uh on Jim's blog, uh who took uh who had like a collection of photos, uh like his own and other people's from Buttermilk showing like some of the weird uh sinkholes and like weird tracks in the snow um there was one that had like a weird shadow in it and he was like yeah i think that this is fake <laughs> like <laughs> to me this shadow looks edited <laughs> um and he had like pictures of sinkholes and like pictures of uh of people who like went missing on the mountain um and he had one that he uh had been emailed from Rusty apparently with the message if buttermilk was the fourth pillar of can you find love rage and mystery rusty truth connects the dots <laughs> <laughs> and underneath had written, he sure has got a bunch of interesting ideas. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is back when, like, conspiracy theories were fun. Yeah. It really was. Uh, Jim also uh, kept mentioning, like, the, the Rocky Mountain graphic design company that had uh designed his website and uh and people were like oh maybe that's like a fictional website um and he also like updated some uh updated the site with like some new videos um this is where the coverage kind of drops off and i am going sort of off of uh I found the website of, like, one of the guys who did design on this, and it has a bunch of screen caps of the websites. Okay. <laughs> so, I know that outside of the of the coverage, which is, like, that's where it ends, there was apparently a website uh, that was, like, a Russian intelligence agency... That had a bunch of documents about, I assume, like, the the European mountain uh, that they mention being alive, being alive and, uh, and also buttermilk. Um, and that was, like, a part of something called the International Bureau of Counter-Clandestine Communications. Okay. <laughs> Which was, I guess, like a secret government website where people could go and like look up the uh, the history of like Buttermilk Mountain and like the weird energy fields there, and also find like a profile on Doctor Jim, um, <laughs> talking about his like research. Uh, the funniest thing 
on this profile is that it has his um, Myers Briggs type on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, ahead of their time putting this in in 2008. <laughs> on a government document. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this uh, this operation was performed by uh, Lieutenant Sergeant Kelly, parentheses Virgo, parentheses ENFJ. Oh my God! Uh, this this website of this designer also does have uh, screen caps from uh, IamTheGooch dot com, which I can show you, <laughs> and also uh, RustyTruth.com. I am the gooch.com is incredible. Yeah. My buddies, vids and pics. I, I live to board and I'm bored to live. Learn it. <laughs> the gooch, the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, incredible. I wish this was still up. I Same. Um, I can't tell you what uh, what the final entry on buttermilkisalive.wordpress.com is. <laughs> I can't believe you're giving me an ARG. You can't tell me the last thing that happened. Oh, I can't. I mean, I can tell you the last, uh, the very last blog entry, and I think that it says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Martin. What's what? Bring us home. What happens? To wrap it up. Published January 26, 2008. Readers, I have a plan. Thanks for your support through these trying and illuminating times. I now see clearly what I have to do and how I am going to do it. I'm going to prove once and for all that Buttermilk Mountain is alive. I'll be back, Jim. Never heard from again, huh? <laughs> yep. Last, last entry on the blog. <laughs> and then he got eaten by the mountain. So. Uh. <laughs> oh man i wish i wish that like counterintelligence website still existed <laughs> yeah that would rule oh boy sometimes an arg is just a couple of really good blog entries sometimes it is that inexplicably advertise the fucking x games the fucking x games all right and uh has has the mountain eaten any skaters since i guess not i feel like i would have heard about the tragedy at the x games so he won he must have sure. conquered the yeti or whatever thanks gooch thanks thanks jim thanks gooch <laughs> <laughs> good work team uh good work team Martin, thank you for telling me about the X Games. Uh, how do you yeah. feel about the story of this one? I think it's fucking crazy that we all, we kind of accidentally stole Pepsi Navy Exposed from this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I... God, I was too caught up in the gooch that I didn't realize. That is basically the last thing that happened in Pepsi Navy Exposed, huh? We yep. sent our guy off to say, I'm going to take things down. And then we sent our players t-shirts that said... Uh-oh, you got your buddy killed. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the ending, wasn't it? Oh. Nothing. I got I got Jim killed at the Winter X Games and all I got was the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
nothing makes me matter than doing this podcast and learning that I'm just not creative. <laughs> like, oh, that thing you did? Someone did it 10 years ago and they worked for fucking ESPN. Oh, man. You're only as you're only as creative as the jocks, Andrew. In in all fairness to you, they did like outsource this to like an advertising company. <laughs> no, I think I think the I think that the, the jocks at ESPN are like, hey, I got an idea for a mountain. Well, if a mountain was fucked up and ate people. <laughs> I do I do think that it's funny that they decided to advertise the X Games by being like, nobody is coming to the X Games this year. The mountain's evil. <laughs> Honestly, it would get me to watch it. If I had known about this, if you had told me, if, if, if all the ads for the... Actually, I was about to say, I think all of the ads for every actual Olympics is just, hey, the Olympics this year is somewhere evil. That kind yeah. of is just like the, the long and short of the Olympics, isn't it? Okay, but it is like thinking about this versus Find the Lost Ring. It's kind of crazy that like the Olympics arc was like, wow, like the long and storied history of the Olympics and like the magical power of sports to connect us to each other across cultures. And this one was just like, yeah, the X Games Mountain is fucked up and it eats people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, incredible. <sighs> well, Marn, thank you for telling me about what if a mountain was fucked up and ate people. Do you want to tell me about PlayStation now? Yeah, let's talk about uh, Zai, which was uh, the world's first console and virtual world-based ARG. Is <laughs> this? XI? Yeah. Okay. Uh let's uh, uh both people that bought a uh that bought the PlayStation headsets, uh, go ahead and put them on and come into to come into VR with us. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Zai was developed by N Dreams for uh for the PlayStation Home. Um they are a VR focused company. They do mostly like content for VR headsets. Um, and it was, like, basically they pitched, like, the PlayStation team, like, hey, we want to do, like, an ARG to, like, actually make people want to use PlayStation Home. Yeah, it's going to get people to do it. <laughs> and they were like, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> and so, uh, kind of, like, leading up to the launch um, there were, like, little, little clues and hints, uh, there was, like, a little clue in the news section that said, Jess, are you there? Zai is almost ready. Um, and there were, like, big monoliths, uh, that had, like, the Greek letter Zai and on them, like, it started appearing in PlayStation Home, um, and they started, like, releasing videos uh, that, like, kind of pointed towards, like, the launch date of this experience. Um, and eventually they, uh, they had this, like, graffiti logo for the ARG appear, and if you, um, if you interacted with it, it would teleport you to the hub, which was, like, the information center for the game. Um. Okay. 
And if you access the hub for the first time, you would get like a little video tour uh, by this guy named Tom saying that like he was one of the alpha testers who had built the PlayStation home and uh, his colleague Jess had gone missing uh, and he was he needed the player's help to look for her. Uh, and then you could like opt in or out of this experience. Hey, uh, John Sony. Hi. Uh, you tasked me with advertising your new VR offering. Um, I'm going to tell him it's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) And so once you got into the hub, there were like a bunch of like tasks and like quests that you could do. Uh, there were sort of like the easy tasks that you would get from Tom, which were like sort of like easy, like odd one out puzzles or like go and like do do something in home. Um, and you would get a uh, you would get like a, a puzzle fragment from those. And there was also uh, butterfly tasks that you could get from a little robot named Stapler, which were like. <laughs> slightly harder uh tasks that you had to kind of like go digging around the internet for like what if that was like what's jess's favorite band and like you had to go and like find the blog of like one of the other dev team members and like find his blog entry that was like talk to jess about blah 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 band and then like bring that information back um (laughs) and there were a bunch of like mini games and and stuff that the players had to do to uh to get these uh these different like puzzle pieces and like unlock different zones of the hub uh one of my favorites is uh (laughs) There was a mini game called The Good Aquarium, uh, in which users were a fish and had to swim through the tank collecting food without getting harmed by other fish. And then there was a game called The Evil Aquarium. Oh my god. Which was the same as The Good Aquarium, but with more aggressive fish. <laughs> <laughs> There was also the riddle maze, which was you had to make your way through a maze solving riddles. <laughs> Damn, got him. Uh, yeah, and it was just like stuff like that. It was like VR puzzles that you had to either do like by yourself or mm-hmm. uh or, or with a team uh to get these fragments and butterflies. And as as they uh as they did this, they sort of um they were basically like unlocking the fragments to complete this uh this secret project called Zai, and they were learning more about Jess as they did so. Uh, and like that Zai was her project, um, and they weren't sort and, and it was kept pretty ambiguous what it actually was, although like the players knew that it was some kind of like advanced technology or like AI situation. Uh, they also learned that Jess had been developing Psy for a corporation called Veilcorp, uh, that claimed that she had, like, run away, uh, mid-development, and they had, like, a website, and they, they also found, like, the website of, uh, 
like the supposed beta testers for home and the hub and they were able to read like conversations between them but none of this exists anymore okay. uh <laughs> because playstation home uh well <laughs> it, yeah there's yep there's a reason nobody talks about playstation home anymore yep um once all of the fragments were found uh the users could pass through like the the big mystery door in the hub uh and experience the conclusion of the game and basically they were they would get a prompt uh asking if they wanted to complete the story of Zai or return to the hub uh that if they said complete they would get another prompt saying basically like hey if you do this like we're going to kick you out of this space and you won't be able to access the hub anymore <laughs> i'm just imagining uh, everyone being like no i'm good yeah <laughs> uh and so if you if you chose to continue you would get a final choice, which was uh, if you wanted to release or destroy Zai based on the extremely limited information they had been given about the project. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, uh-huh. <laughs> feels like they were going to do a thing and then they got really bored after two weeks of it. Yeah, do you want to know the funniest part of the ending? Absolutely, hit me. Both choices were bad endings. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you chose to release Zai, it would turn out to be a virus that brought down the banking systems, caused global chaos, but perhaps reset the human race on a more sustainable course. I was just saying, that sounds like a good ending to me. Destroys I, and it turns out to have been an anti-spyware virus designed to protect the privacy of the world's citizens. By destroying it, the player allows Veilcorp to take total control of business, government, and all personal freedoms. I, I, God, there's something fun about like the secret nature of Zai will depend on what it actually is, like, or what you choose, like. I didn't even think about it from that way of just like, yeah, no, if they do let it out, it's a bad thing. But if they don't let it out, it was actually a good virus the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. I love that. <laughs> I think it's so funny that they made them both bad choices. <laughs> um, and, and then sort of like after you unlocked your ending, you would like get a video of Jess being like, just kidding, this whole game was a recruitment exercise to, like, test your skills in the real and virtual world and test your ability to make difficult decisions in unclear situations. Uh, then you would get, like, a little summary of, like, your performance and what choices you'd made throughout the game. <laughs> and then I guess they would just kick you out of the Zai hub. I, I... You would never get to go back there. i love stuff like this because it's like they always act like it's the last starfighter and they're just like hey this thing was actually a super cool training program and by passing it that means you get to be part of a super cool club because you showed off all your six skills in reality it's testing you on whether or not you'd be okay at quality assurance yeah like, end of the day, that's all you're really being tested on. As someone that works in quality assurance, that's all ARGs are. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just very extreme quality assurance work. Fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, you would get kicked out of the hub, but you could access the Zai Alumni Hub, which was only for people who had completed the game. <laughs> I have to assume they did this because they didn't want people to tell anybody the ending. Right. <laughs> God. Oh, man. There was a sequel, by the way. I can't find any information about it. Uh, there was a sequel in 2012 um, that, according to Wikipedia, the objective was to stop a character named Eat Flaming Death and prevent a bomb from destroying the continuum at home. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. PlayStation Home, baby. Uh, what of a... <laughs> <laughs> what if an ARG was just about as underwhelming as the product it was meant to advertise? <sighs> yeah, apparently they wanted to push PlayStation Home so bad that uh, they they basically gave the like the End Dreams designers like carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they wanted with this. <laughs> <sighs> well, fun. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I I expected this one to be a lot longer than it ended up being. <laughs> I didn't expect to be done so quickly tonight, Mark. I mean, it was, I'm sure, longer in, in real life. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes there's not a lot of information about an arc, and I just want to share what there is because it's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that's about going to do it for us tonight. So... Uh, Marn, do you have any, uh, do you have a recommendation for us for this week? Um, yeah, my, my recommendation is, uh, that Alyssa and I just finished watching all of, uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it was awesome, and you should go watch it, I really enjoyed it. Okay. That's my recommendation. <laughs> it's really, it's really hard to find because it's not streaming in its entirety on any one website. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> cool, love that. Yeah, it's uh, Netflix lies to you and says that and will like try to take you to the movie after you're done watching it on Netflix. But there is like a secret third season that isn't on Netflix. Um, it's it's like a mini a mini uh, scavenger hunt in and of itself. Wherein the only real answer is um, that you have to ask your friend uh, Riley Hopkins <laughs> for <laughs> t- to allow you access to their YouTube library to watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Glad I got a hookup. Yeah, it's it's really good. I enjoyed it. It's it's like a different take on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it is an enjoyable one. And um, I liked it a lot, and I'm sad that it got cancelled, and they had to sort of put everything that they planned on doing in, the in like, if they had gotten a fourth season into, like, the space of a movie, basically. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've done anything this week (laughs) it's true that it has only been a week since we last recorded yeah i i no i haven't done anything since last week i've been uh my recommendation uh if you are sad in your life move things around 
rearrange your apartment. I did that with my office, and my office looks and feels a lot better now. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my charge for you all. All my uh all my my spare times have taken up leading meetings this past week. <laughs> oh man. Actually, you know what? I would recommend uh we've been uh this isn't a recommendation for my own streams, though you should check those out. Um, but my wife and I have been playing uh, Pokemon Infinite Fusion, um, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, if I haven't talked about it before on the pod, it is a Pokemon fan game that's basically a remake of the original Kanto games. Um, with the whole Kanto and Johto Pokedex, the first two Pokedex, as well as um, selected... Uh, Pokemon from the other generations uh, that add up to a Pokedex of 420 Pokemon, all of whom can be fused with each other to make new Pokemon. It is a wild undertaking that the team behind it has put out, and uh, there are hundreds of thousands of possible combinations for Pokemon, so uh, if you want to see some fucked up little guys, come check out uh, the streams that I've been doing with Sam, or boot up the game and do it yourself, because I'm sure that we'll have different collections of little gremlins. Uh, It's a really fun game. I I I would recommend it if you like Pokemon. They're very good gremlins. They really are. (laughs) Right now I got a sword with a face. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, indeed. Uh, But I think that with that, that's going to do it for us. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. We are still on Twitter. Uh, You can find us there. I'm at co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. And you can find the show there at Argonauts Pod. You can also find me on Blue Sky. Uh, It's uh, at co-host Sherms.bluesky.com or whatever. I'm not sure how you talk about usernames on that website. Um. But more importantly, if you want to support the show, you can find us. We are uh, at the Moonshot Podcast Network. You can find us on Patreon or visit our website, uh, moonshotpods.com, where you can find all sorts of great shows on the network and find some good stuff that you like. Uh, We've also got moonshot.move, M-O-V, like the file, um, if you want to watch our Twitch streams and check out our YouTube channel. We've got a lot going on. We're making a lot of stuff with a lot of cool people. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah we are go go check us out I I've been uh I've been running our Tumblr account too ooh what is that our uh moonshot uh we are moonshotpods.tumblr.com uh I think Jay and I are the only people who post on it but that gives us the freedom to post whatever we want because none of y'all check it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yep I have no idea what goes on on that website um (laughs) please don't please don't make me regret that no we don't i i i've been doing a thing where i i opened our ask box and i've been uh i was like hey like send me like what you like in a podcast and i'll recommend you something on the network um and that's that's sort of what we've been doing over there as uh also sort of like mirroring everything that gets posted on the Twitter. And also I'm I'm still doing people's champs on the on the champs tumbler. We have started round two officially. Hell yeah. I am very excited to see that continue to evolve. Um it's wild that uh Tumblr's wrong and we're right. Uh but it's weird how that's shaken out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it's it, it is kinda wild, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well I think that's gonna do it for us. So until next time That's ARGS, baby.
Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Turtle and I are going out to dinner. You two better behave while we're gone. And most importantly, no improv. If I hear any yes and, you're getting the back of this hand. Well, Vince, it looks like we've got the Kame House all to ourselves. Yeah, we do, Aaron, and you know what that means. It's time to throw a banger of a Podcast. We're Kame House Party, the only improv comedy Dragon Ball podcast in the known universe. We're going through every iteration of Dragon Ball, episode by episode, and performing improvised scenes based on what we watched. And you don't have to be a Dragon Ball super fan to enjoy the podcast, because each week we do a one-minute roundup to catch everyone up so you can enjoy the latest and greatest episode. Yes, and... What the shell is going on? They're doing improv all over the Kame House. They even put on flannel shirts. We're Kame House Party, part of the Moonshot Network, with new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't close out a promo while I'm yelling at you. Finn.